This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. In the battle against anti-Semitism and hate, we worry not just about reacting to anti-Semitic incidents. We need to be concerned with hearts and minds in this country. Changing attitudes towards its Jewish minority portend difficult times ahead. That is why the results of ADL's new survey of anti-Semitic attitudes in America is so shocking and troublesome. It shows a clear rise in anti-Semitic attitudes since the last survey was done just before the pandemic. I've asked my colleague Vlad Heiken to join me for today's show to unpack the details of this just-released survey, which he helped conduct. He is ADL's National Director of Programs on Anti-Semitism and has been a guest before. I will say welcome back, Vlad, too, from the front lines. Thanks very much for having me, Scott. Appreciate it. As my listeners know, I am impatient. So tell us, what is the bottom line of this survey? The bottom line uh, is troubling, which is that uh, we are now experiencing rates of belief in anti-Semitic beliefs and tropes and conspiracy theories at rates we haven't seen in decades, uh, really since 1992. Um, And uh, what we found was that roughly one in five Americans is deeply infected with uh, anti-Semitic ideas of various kinds, um, which is something that, uh, you know, is a drastic increase, as you said, from, uh, from just a few years ago. One in five Americans, that's an extraordinary number. We're talking about tens of millions of people. Right. How does this compare to prior surveys? We've been conducting uh, similar surveys on anti-Semitic attitudes and beliefs in the United States since 1964. Uh, and since that time, since 64, we've seen basically a downward trend in the share of the American population that uh, holds these kinds of beliefs and, and conspiracy theories to be true about Jews. Um, what our current survey um, has shown pretty conclusively is that that downward trend of many decades uh, has now come to an end. Uh, and in fact, uh, the current survey that found 20% of the American population deeply infected with these ideas, that's nearly double what we found back in 2019, just, just a few years ago. So it's quite troubling. And what are some of the other key findings of this survey? So there's a number of, of uh, key findings. Um, we found that uh, 85% uh, of the U.S. population believes at least one anti-Jewish stereotype, and about 3% believes every single one of the stereotypes we polled on. There, there was 11 uh, sort of uh, key uh, statements that we asked whether they were true about Jewish people, uh, and uh, 3% of the U.S. population actually believes every single one of them to be true. And 3% might not seem like that much, but I want to remind your listeners that uh, the Jewish population of the United States is only 2%, right? So there's uh, considerably more uh, folks that believe every single one of these tropes than there are Jews in America. About 10 million Americans believe every single one of these uh, anti-Semitic ideas. And what are we talking about when we talk about tropes or anti-Semitic ideas? It's sort of these classic uh, conspiracist notions about Jewish power and control, that Jews control the global media, they control the banks or the financial system, um, as well as things like, you know, Jews are responsible for most of the world's wars or Jews don't care what happens to anyone but their own kind. 
Okay, and what about attitudes regarding Israel? Well, we found that um, there is a significant overlap uh, between these uh, sort of phenomena of, of classic, if you will, uh, anti-Semitic conceptions uh, and belief uh, in a sort of anti-Israel ideas or, or holding anti-Israel conspiracy theories uh, or hostility towards the Jewish state. Uh, we found that um, the anti-Israel uh, sort of views are less prevalent at Actually, in the United States, than uh, in classic anti-Semitic ideas, but uh, but again, that there is a significant overlap between the two, such that um, we can make uh, relatively good predictions if you hold a high degree of anti-Semitic uh, attitudes, that you are much more likely to also hold anti-Israel prejudices. And what kind of percentage of people hold these anti-Israel prejudices? Um, so it, it sort of differs. Uh, it depends on um, on which uh, which demographic you're looking at, but it's um, it's considerably uh, lower than um, than you would find uh, when you're asking about sort of this classical notions about uh, Jewish you know control of the global media or you know Jewish power you know being responsible for the world's wars and that sort of thing. Do your findings vary according to age or other demographic data? Uh, yes, uh, actually, and we're this is the report that we just released is actually just the first report based on this data set, and a number of uh, other reports are, are forthcoming that have different foci. They you know segment the the data based on different demographics and look at specific issues uh, more closely. Um, what we found is that um, it actually again quite troubling. Uh, in past surveys, we had seen that there's a significant difference between the rates of belief in these anti-Semitic uh, ideas between younger and older Americans. Uh, what we've seen in this survey is actually that that gap has closed uh, and that uh, younger Americans are almost, not quite, but almost um, as likely to believe in these ideas, uh, these anti-Jewish ideas, as older Americans, which is troubling because, you know, uh, in the past we, we sort of held out some hope that things were moving into a good direction because the youth were less likely to believe in this, but that seems to no longer be the case as much. How confident are we in all of this data? Quite confident. Um, we uh, really uh, engaged in a rigorous process uh, to scrutinize all the data to ensure that um, our methodology is airtight. Uh, we conducted the research in partnership with uh, the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago. It's one of the nation's most respected and, and credible public opinion polling institutions. Um, we also had an independent uh, committee of, uh, of academics and researchers take a look at our data, at our methodology uh, to ensure that, you know, we're really getting this right. So we have a high degree of confidence in, in our findings. What impact do you think these very visible manifestations in the past few months um, by, let's call them influencers, what impact do you think those statements might have had on these survey results? Yeah, well, there's been a number of sort of high-profile uh, public figures, right, that have a large following that have, um, you know, made some very public remarks about Jews. Um, it, but this survey was actually fielded before uh, some of that happened. So, you know, unlikely that those specific remarks um, that you're referencing had much of an influence. But, you know, actually there's a, there's a long history for some of these folks uh, of making similar kinds of remarks. And certainly 
for people who have as large a following uh, as some of these influencers do. They have many more followers than there are Jews in the world in some cases. Um, and they command a certain moral authority, I would say. Um, and so certainly I, I think the, while these perceptions are latent in our society in many ways, they've been around for many, many years and are sort of you know embedded within our the structures of our civilization. Um, nonetheless, you know, public figures who, who wield this moral authority give permission um, for these things to come to the surface and they make them seem palatable, maybe even virtuous. That can be very dangerous. Does knowing all of this just depress us or can it be harnessed in the fight against anti-Semitism? Well, that's ultimately our goal, of course, with all of this. Uh, You know, the research is intended to uh, serve us in in terms of combating anti-Semitism, right? Uh, The first step is always understanding the problem. If you cannot uh, understand something, it's very difficult uh, for you to be able to mount a, uh, a countervailing uh, set of actions against it. So, you know, this this research that we are conducting is sort of laying the foundations to understand what the problem is so that we can uh, come up with uh, more effective interventions against it. And really, that's the purpose of, uh, of the Center for Anti-Semitism Research. This is a, a new part of ADL. Maybe tell us a little bit more about the broader work of the Center. The Center was really uh, founded to enhance our understanding of the phenomenon of anti-Semitism uh, in its contemporary manifestations, right? The way that it looks today, the way, the, the way that it operates across various levels of our uh, society. Um, and indeed, uh, the center was founded to, to help us enhance our understanding with an aim towards combating it, both uh, in terms of impact on the way that we do our work here at ADL, right? So it is something that we that will shape uh, our policies, our practices, the way that we do our work. Um, but also externally, we hope that this will be seen by lawmakers, law enforcement, uh, right, uh, community advocates, and, and many people doing work in all kinds of uh, different ways, um, you know, again, with an eye towards uh, figuring out um, interventions that might be effective in mitigating uh, the spread and the impact of anti-Semitism in our society. Maybe just give us uh, a few closing words in the last seconds of the show. Uh, you know, what's, what's your reaction to, uh, to all of this? My reaction is it's, it's quite troubling. We are uh, experiencing historic high levels of anti-Semitism, and it's something that I hope uh, will be a wake-up call for people um, that we have to take action, right? Because, um, you know, these th- if we don't take action, these things will continue to grow and propagate. So we hope this will be a wake-up call for people to take action in their religious communities, in their corporations and other institutions where they might have influence uh, to begin to work on anti-Semitism. Thanks, Vlad, for laying out this very troubling report. This and the extraordinary work you do every day fighting hate is simply more critical each year, and I I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate it. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. Many thanks also to Julia Danelski, who is currently interning with ADL New York, New Jersey, and helped do the research for today's show.